Welcome to the Greg Ferraselli Podcast. We are brokers and investors working heavily in the real estate game and have met extraordinary people along the way who are doing amazing things to help their peers and their communities grow. We are excited to give you revolutionary ways to live your best life. And today's special guest is Queen Dotery. Good job. That's it. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. All right. This doesn't happen all the time when I get the name right the first time. Um, you know, she has been up to a few years ago, she was doing dance and stuff to help these kids and mentor them. And she was an entrepreneur and she decided to get a real estate license two years ago. And we actually knew each other for a while and didn't really know it. Um, long story short, I had uh, a property under contract that I was assigning and the, the person that bought the property um, was going to take the house and he's working with a program at, that he does at church. And then he was going to appoint someone this house that he taught how to do whatever it is. And, you know, then a couple years later, um, I built four houses next to your, the property over there. And then we finally got connected when you got into the real estate and started and it just like started to spiral from there. And I'm, you know, ecstatic of the situation that you got to be a part of. Tell me a little bit about the program and how this whole thing came about, like the very first came about. Gotcha. Um, Well, looking back on, I think it was about five to six years ago, maybe, you know, time flies now. Um, I made a post. Um basically on my personal Instagram saying, because at the time I was still a dance um, studio owner. So I made a post just, I I don't even do like affirmations and manifestations, right? And so I just made a post saying, you know, I want to look for a building, I want to own a studio, X, Y, and Z. And so someone responded to that particular post saying, you know, what's the square foot? What's this? What you're looking for? And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not ready. I'm just putting in the atmosphere. It's like, no, but what area? What's this? And asked me like all these specific questions. And I was like, no, I'm not ready. I'm just putting it in the atmosphere. And then um, the final response was like, I think I will have someone that's pretty awesome for you to meet that they can kind of help you with your goal. Um, and so once we had a brief conversation, she introduced me. Um, well, she pretty much gave me this intro of the person. Like this person is, you know, really great in Nashville, doing amazing things, very successful in commercial, very this. And the way that this person was described to me was almost like intimidating to say the least, right? Like dress this way and do this and do this. And so once we got there, this, you know, our lunch turned into about three hours to the point we were talking so much that um, the individual that introduced us ended up having to leave and me and my now mentor um, ended up just talking for at least three and a half hours, maybe even longer, where um, he would ask me a lot of my goals and, you know, what things I was working on. And he was like, oh my God, you are such an ambitious young lady. And I'm so proud of you. Um, and so from there, I just kind of, he just took me under his wing. Um, he has shown me so much um, in regards to like real estate. And so that's kind of how we were introduced initially. Right. So basically you put out a Facebook post and this somebody responded to your post and said, oh my God, you've got to know this guy. And then you got connected, had lunch. So was this yes. lunch just like for you to meet him or was he doing a class or how did, what was no, that? It was just, it was just to meet. And oh. the idea was to sort of like pitch like, Hey, here's someone that may be awesome. Cause I didn't know like the backstory of this guy whatsoever. So it was just kind right. of to pitch that out there. Like, Hey, meet this young lady. She's amazing. 
And then we just went, um, we just started talking and we never really got to discuss the goals of the, the dance studio whatsoever. Um, he was just more intrigued about like my ambition, the story, I was, my backstory as far as my, you know, my background, my growing up here in Nashville and all the obstacles that I have sort of overcome. And wow. yeah. That's a great place to kind of unpack a little bit. I mean, yes. so tell us about that background. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm Nashville native. So I grew up here in Nashville. Um, majority of my life, all the way up until maybe high school, I lived in subsidized housing. So low income projects, whatever the verbiage people want to use nowadays. And so forever, that was the, that's all I knew. I didn't know anything outside of that. I didn't know anything about, um, as people define as success or wealth or, um, like having a family, it was just, it was, it, that was just so cloudy. That was so far-fetched, almost TV. The only thing, the only idea I had of that was the Cosby show. Um, and so that's the only idea I have of like, you know, some sort of stability, right? And so-, so, it, so this, Was this your childhood or is this more recent? This was the my childhood up until, honestly, high school. That was like okay. my thought process and what I had been exposed to. Gotcha. So you've had so, yeah. that mindset of, you don't really- Everything's kind of cloudy. You never thought of any of these type of things. Right. No, no idea whatsoever. Like going the, to college or luxury or nice or no, gated communities. Like, no, that was not happening. Okay. So what changed in high school? So what changed in high school is I was really good in art my entire life. So um, I would draw, I could dance, I could rip your Oh, um, I could, you know, take your clothes and shred them and make an outfit. I just, I was just really creative with my hands. And so I remember either I was on punishment or something that happened where I was kind of locked in my room. And I remember just starting to draw and one drawing turned into another where I ended up having 10 of those drawings. And for whatever reason, I decided that I was going to go to college or send this off to a college. So I sent it off to the Art Institute of Atlanta, um, where I was then awarded, um, a scholarship. So my mom, myself, my sister, and my mom went down to Atlanta. And I just remember seeing like it was the, going the, the, like the, the road up into the school. It was like really nice homes, like in Bucket, um, if they can give you a visual. So it was like those homes and just seeing that there were like su successful people as TV deemed them. And also seeing that there was successful like Black people. I mean, that was just so far-fetched to us, you know? And so I'm like, wow, this is nice. So, you know, this is what I can be exposed to. And so once that little tidbit of exposure, I'm like, all right, this is possible, you know? And so that was my first big, pretty much introduction to ex being exposed to something outside of what was being my norm. Sure. So that was more or less when you went to college. And so you said you had a free ride. Is that what you said? Well, it was like it was like it was like a ninety percent ride. Um, it was oh. like almost everything except for uh, like my roaming. So majority of it was 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 paid for. However, let's see. So this was me graduating high school, going into school. Um, once I went down again, I was I was excited. I was like, oh wow, this is possible. But once it got time for me to go, I didn't go. I didn't go. It was foreign. Um, I was scared. Um, wow. Again, it, it was just no one in my the history of my family had a college degree so it was you know so it's and I even kind of speak yeah. about this with a lot of my the girls that I mentor I'm like yes th things are attainable but also it's good to have someone that can kind of help you process it all and realize that you really can't attain these type of things and being able to accept it and so I had a hard time with sure. accepting that that's a huge point I'm glad you said that because yes you could be exposed to everything but you 
you need somebody to maybe show you what to do or get you over that hump. You know, maybe yes. it's a mental barrier or it's maybe a skill set you have to learn. Yeah. Um, and, and that's huge just to know that something is possible. So your mind is like thinking of like, okay, so what else is possible? You start Absolutely. manifesting all of these amazing things. So you were, you didn't go to, you didn't finish college. You said or you did, you didn't finish. Did okay. Not. So that brings now you've got this new mindset. You're like, you know what? I'm not going to go to college. So what, what was your thought process then? And what did you do? So from there, it was just survival so doing what everyone else around me did you get you you just get your job which I will say a lot of my family were like entrepreneurs wouldn't sense so my grandma was a manicurist my entire life that's all I've seen my mom did hair um and so everyone's kind of entrepreneurial but they never really had like a certain level of I guess success within that as, as we may sure. call it and so I ended up just going to get a nail license again I did that because it was, it was entrepreneur, but also it ties back to art. So I love the art of like the drawing and nail art and things like that. So I did that for about a year, year and a half. Um, and I'm like, all right, I'm kind of bored with this. Let's, let's move on. Um, moved on from there and ended up working at T-Mobile in the call center for eight years. Okay. Wow. Eight okay. Years. So <laughs> you found that job that just kept you going for eight years. You felt, I'm sure you felt pretty comfortable. Now, was there anything like while you're working that job, were there things going on in your minds? Like, Oh, like, you know, I know I can do more than this. Or like what you're working there and like, kind of what was the next step after that? Good question. Um, initially, no, I never felt the need for more. Again, this is the norm. Like I said, for my my, my her generational you, you work and that's just what you do and so I never thought sure. outside of that but it's I will say looking at the last six to eight months of me working in T-Mobile um I ended up having my I had my daughter in 2008 so I'm gonna say maybe 2000 maybe in 2008 right when I had her certain people would just plant certain seeds in me that I didn't know at that time but it was like oh my god you're so talented I love the way that you carry yourself oh you made that painting oh that's amazing you're, you're so skilled look at the way you dress look at the way you carry yourself and so they were like, I can just see you do so much more. So obviously, you know, oftentimes people see way more in us than we see in ourselves. So I didn't see that. I'm like, okay, this is, this is just, you know, this skill is innate to me. You're right. Yeah. And so they're planting all these seeds. That's yes. and, <laughs> you know, and, you know, you're starting to feel better about yourself and you're like, well, I actually can do more. And that's goes, you know, yeah. it's like, it's good that you had those people that were actually, mm -hmm. you know, you had great people in your life that are encouraging you. And a lot of times I hear people are like, well, you know, I don't have that person or they don't have mm -hmm. that. And what right. I tell the people is you just got to have to tell it to yourself. I agree. You, yeah. You have to somehow dig a little bit into you and be able to pull those things out of yourself because, and I'm going to mm -hmm. say the reason is because you had people talking to you all day long. A lot mm -hmm. of people also probably do, but they, you chose to bring it in and, mm -hmm. and be receptive and receive it. You know, and you have to be open to that. There's a lot of Absolutely. people that are really open to that. And they need to, you know, if they think that, they need to open themselves up to it if they don't have that. And Absolutely. You know, know that every, it's for everyone, it's possible for every single person. And, yeah. you know, your, your limits and your mind is where that's going to cap out or blow up. So totally, you, totally agree. Yeah, you've had some amazing people in your life. You you know, people love you. You've got a great support system. They're encouraging go to way. So I guess the next thing that I'd be interested in is like, so that last six to eight months, was there a trans, what was the transition after that when you're feeling like, look, you know, I can do something else. And then maybe you put your notice in. So how did that? Yes. Work? The reason <laughs> so why what happened there. 
And remember, think about this. The reason why I ask is because this is probably the point where most people are in their situation. They're right. at the top, I agree. They're here. And maybe they do have family and stuff like, so what went over you to actually be able to make that step? It was a few months, either, I'm going to say a few months after my daughter's first birthday. Um, so her first birthday was really huge. I mean, I went all out. I made outfits, I, the way I de- decorated, the way I styled her, all of this. It was like a big thing. And I remember receiving so many compliments out there, again, just saying how talented I was as far as choosing a location and, and the decor. You just have an eye. Um, you just have an amazing eye for, for design, right? And so I, that, I just kept that on my mind for a very long time. And so I remember just keep contemplating, contemplating, okay, what does this mean? Like, why do I keep being told this? Or am I really good at people blowing smoke? And so the the last time I went in, because um, again, I worked in the call center. So the very last time that I went in, I remember putting my headset on. And before a call comes in, it makes this loud beep sound like beep. And then a person comes in and they're ready to yell at you about some sort of feature on the phone. Right. So the call came in. It's like beep. And that's exactly what happened. It's like, like my phone's not working. My bill is high. My da 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 da. And I was like, yep, not happening. This is it. And I literally pressed in, took my headset off. Again, I've been there eight years. Um, I remember being a top performer. Like I had so many accolades I acquired there. And I remember walking to my then supervisor, like, I can't do this anymore. I'm leaving. And she was like, what? And I'm like, this is it. Like, I just hung up on the call. Like, I just can't do it anymore. And I remember um, we're, we're kind of like, I have a team setting. So you have your your uh, your supervisor, then a supervisor over that person. You kind of sit in this little pod. And I remember both of them saying like, hey, off the record, you are so much more than this. Like you are talented. I can see you being like so much farther than this. Whatever your goals are, go chase them. Like we support you, like whatever. And so, so you hear I quit now or I'm putting in my notice. Oh no, there was no notice. I love there was it. no notice. So <laughs> that what, was the notice. I mean, yes, you had these people telling you, but like what set you over the edge? Like what just where you're just like, I can't do this anymore. I guess it's, it was the battle of it was, it was it was definitely an internal battle, but it was like, all right, I'm talented, I'm amazing, says all these people. But here I am, and I and no, not saying, I'm not judging anyone who works for cross or anything like that, but like, here I am, sitting here being screamed at and hollering about a freaking cell phone. Like, come on now, like, no, I do have skills, I'm amazing, but here I am. And so it was just like this constant like battle, and that one beat <laughs> just sent me over. And I'm like, this is it, and so I quit with no plan and you hear you know here you hear a lot of people say this like I had no plan or I moved across the country with $500 whatever um which I don't encourage it you know but it depends on like what's in you and for me I've always been an ambitious person I've always been an entrepreneur like thinking back over my childhood I would draw names and draw things and charge people a dollar and they would pay me or hey can you rip my jeans up and do this yeah give me ten dollars and so I was able to survive and so I remember spending after I quit that day it was like on Tuesday I went the entire week thinking, all right, this is great. Life's great. You know, paycheck came in the next week. I'm like, all right, so what are we about to do? Keep in mind, I had like a two-year-old or one and a half-year-old kind of looking at me. And I'm like, all right, what are we doing? And I remember someone told me like, you're so good with art and design. You should maybe look into it. And that's what I did. I went to sign up for school. And that entire time I was there, I just pretty much started a business that I didn't even know that's what I was doing. So I was doing interior styling. I was uh, making clothing. I was just doing everything under the sun. And I was able to sustain that for the entire yeah, were, time that I was you, in school. You found business and people that were wanting to work with yes. you. So you're yes. like learning and they're like, oh my God, I have this. You should come do this for me. 
Yes, that's um, exactly it, what happened. It's like you grew out of yourself at that one point, you know, and you just absolutely like that, like you were talking to your boss, but you're almost t- talking to yourself, like a battle with yourself, like I'm done with you, but yes. because <laughs> I've grown to a different, like, like you're, you, you become a different person, you know, you, right. You know, and now you have this new self and you're like, cool, what do I do now? So now you've got some clients, mm-hmm. you're, you're in school. Did you, you finish that school? I'm assuming. I, oh, I did. I obtained that degree and you know, life was you, at that point like, Oh, life's great. All right. So what's now? And then I remember having a day where I kind of reflected back on everything. And I'm like, you were able to completely quit your job. You know, that stability, your your health insurance, that everything as far as for you and your daughter, quit that job, get a degree and maintain your life the entire time. Like, what does this mean to you? I remember just like kind of like just thinking back on that. And I'm like, it was great. Um, You know, I was entrepreneurial, but I feel like I didn't learn the business aspect of it. And I didn't have, at that point in my time, I didn't have any resources. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have anyone that I could reach out to to say, hey, how can I build a business from this or build something that I can like sustain and maintain something that kind of outlive me. And at that point in my life, I didn't have that. And so the only other option, um, now that my mindset has has shifted and I was also, you know, open to um, trying new things, I decided, all right, let's go and get a business degree. So I remember uh, I enrolled in Belmont and- Yes. So that's what I did. So I, I need, I'm, start, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm starting a business. I need to know the foundations of running a business. And so that's when I enrolled in Belmont. So and that's, that's a wonderful story. You know, there's like a common denominator in everything that you've been saying this whole time. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong. This is just my observation from the last 30 minutes, but like you follow your intuition. Yes. When you hear that nudge, you, you explore it. And you're like, okay, you know, maybe spiritual people pray about it. And you're just like, why am I here? Like, what, yes. why is this in my mind right now? Absolutely. And you've moved and you've followed that. And look, you've become abundant because of that. And I think that's a great tip for everyone. I mean, everybody has those voices inside them and, you know, maybe they're good or bad, but even if they are good or bad, I mean, you definitely need to explore them to be able to <laughs> either clear out some negative energy to be able to move to that next level or just move to the next level. Absolutely. I agree. I think that's wonderful. So, okay. So you graduated. That's awesome. How long ago was that? So I attended Belmont. Um, I did graduate. I graduated in 2018, um, but it was, it was about halfway into Belmont that um, I discovered all right. That's when like resources start falling from the sky. Um, mentors start falling from the sky. And then that's when I was introduced to my, our, our friend that's now my mentor. And I was right in the middle of me attending school when that happened. Right. So you put the post out. So now we're back to the post. It's like, cool. Yes. You're at Belmont. You put the post out. You meet this person. You has have a great connection. We already knew we had lunch and it was awesome. So yes. how did that now come to be? And I'd love to talk about what you learned too. Yeah. Um, again, I'm, I remember sharing during that conversation, being very vulnerable, being very right. transparent, sharing my story. Of, 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 I shared this far with you. And he, it was almost like he was saying, like, you have everything that you need in order to be successful. Um, but I remember him asking me, like, what can I do to help you? Like, you have, like, he was so amazed by my story and how I overcame so much. He's like, how, what can, how can I help you? And I'm like, I just need a mentor. I need someone to help me when I have these ideas to kind of process it 
like what's next? And so I share with him, I'm, I'm, like I said, I feel like I lack resources at that opportunity at that particular time. So I'm like, I just need a mentor. He was like, that's it. Oh, I got you. I got you. And so he's like, I got you. So he started calling me Soaring Eagle. Um, he's like, I can just see you soaring. And so we still like who are our five, six, I can't remember this point years later, we still had that same relationship. But um, once I told him what I needed, and I think that's a, that's a, that's a lesson in itself is just putting down your pride and just asking for what you need. And here's a total stranger I meet for the first time. I was like, this is what I need, you know? And so um, from there, we would meet up. Um, I would attend some of the classes that he held on Saturdays, but it was mainly just, it started like an amazing friendship. We would just go have lunch and we would just talk about like house hacking. And um, he would show me certain developments that he had. And I mean, he would just talk about everything as far as his life and things that he had overcame. And I would share with him and I would share some of my goals. And it was just, we just built a friendship more than a, than a mentorship. But within that, I was learning so much. And that's, and that's a beautiful thing. And cause you kind of think about it. It's like, okay, so you come from a different area of your life in town and so does he, but what brings you together is like the meeting of the one thing, the minds, like you mm-hmm. are ambitious and wanted to learn and he wanted to teach. Yes. And he wanted to teach to somebody who wanted to learn. Yes. So you were receptive to putting your pride down, like you said, and be able to mm-hmm. like listen and take in what he's saying and actually put it to use. I mean, that's, absolutely. Yes. And that's huge that, you know, I bet you there's a lot of people out there that, you know, have those relationships. If they were to just maybe reach out a little bit more, I, I think that's a, mm-hmm. a huge point just to ask, like literally just to ask, ask for business, ask for the listing, ask for this, you know, um, ask for the deal. Yes. But, you know, you, sometimes ask you, for it. Ask. you don't know unless yeah. you I think it's, it's awesome. Awesome. Another big thing I learned within the relationship very early on is, and I'm glad I learned it early on versus later, is I learned that people that are truly successful and it's, success is not always attached to a dollar sign, um, even though this person is, is, is pretty cool, well off um, financially, but success within their space, you don't mind helping, you don't mind connecting. And there are several times, again, we would eat two or three times a week or just however many times we would meet throughout the month and there would be some you know someone would come in they're like hey you need he was like you need to meet her she is awesome this person does this and they would connect and next thing I just had like just so many people on different levels and so many like people in different positions around Nashville that were doing amazing things I mean some guy came up while we were speaking he was like all right yep just made um eight hundred thousand dollars while we're sitting here having lunch that was mind-blowing to me like wow and they just they just organically wanted to help me. And yeah. all I wanted was the knowledge. I didn't ask for anything else. I just wanted the knowledge. And I was, you know, so grateful for that. And so I'm glad I learned that you're truly successful within your space. And success, again, is not tied to a dollar amount. You don't mind helping other people. Right. And I mean, the more you so, you know, we're both real estate agents. And the biggest mindset that I've I've given up the first year is the mindset that I'm in competition with people. I am not in competition with anyone. When you're not in competition with anyone, you'll learn from anyone and you'll give to anyone. The more that you give to your peers who are your direct competition, you'll be miles of successful abundance by just sharing whatever you know, you know? Yeah. um, you feel like that it's your direct competition it's really not your direct competition is is you yourself is your only That's it. Direct competition hands down so That's you know it. 
I think people, I wish people would develop more of the mindset you have of abundance. It's like, look, we're real stages, but it doesn't matter. You know, if we both yes. land up at a listing together, we're not going to fight over it. We're going to go in there as a team. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about now, is there a strategy that we should share along with everyone that you did with this person that you would like to pass on? Oh, absolutely. Um, and so it was, it was a few things, it's a few little gems I feel like that, that, that was that was dropped or seeds or planted. Um, but one thing that really stuck out to me as a person of color or black or whatever we want to use the verbiage is I remember we went down, um, went down a certain street, and I remember like him showing me like different developments that he was that he was working on. And he was like, I just want this street to be to go back to what it was years ago, when it was historically black and black businesses and X, Y, and Z. And I was just so intrigued by that. And I remember him sharing that his biggest obstacle he feels is that he wants it more for us than we want it for ourselves. And so I'm like, wow, that is so true. You know, so, so I, I remember planning that. I was like, no, I'm going to change that narrative, right? And so anything that he shared for me from that point on, I just really, just really soaked it in and tried to apply it. And so when he told me, he showed me his first or second home that he had purchased and showed me how he had, you know, lived in one area and rented out the other and how that helped him kickstart, um, yeah. kickstart things. And so, you know, initially your mindset was like, oh, I don't want to live next to me or under me or over me. Like, ah. And then I just really had to like take my, take a step back and really listen to it. I'm like, so you're telling me I can live right here comfortably and then just rent out part of it. They pay my mortgage. What I, what I'm supposed to pay in mortgage. I just, you know, save that. And then I buy another one. And then we just keep doing this. I could do this. If you're telling me this is life-changing, you tell me for someone that has completely changed their, their mindset from a, 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 a surviving mindset to now wanting to thrive, going from poverty to, if, I, if that's the way that I can change the narrative for my, for my generation, for my, just my whole total, just history of family, yeah. sign me up sign me up and so that's pretty much like what I was introduced to and I remember like you know other family was like what you gonna have someone living in part of it and now like my friends and I'm just I'm just like raving about like yes this is a way for us to get ahead this is a way for us to get ahead this is not permanent um so you don't have to love it but knowing that you're going to get farther ahead sign me up dude that I'm glad you said that because everybody you went through a little bit of sacrifice. You didn't love it. And that's absolutely when you're going through these changes and you're trying to get yourself to a a better place, you're not Mm going to always like it. Oh, not at all. It's not going to feel good. (laughs) Right. You have to want to be uncomfortable. You want, whether it's your living situation or financially or just whatever you're doing. I mean, you, you know, if you're feeling uncomfortable, it's probably telling you that you're on the right track and not on the wrong track. Because if you're just always comfortable and you're not growing, then you're not going to gain these new mindsets. I agree. So I think that's huge. So you had these houses. So so kind of like you, were you renting out a room and then saving that money? Was that the basis of it? Well, we're able to totally, so I, I totally renovate the top to where it has a kitchenette. So it's like a total like one bedroom apartment and rent that out and it covers the mortgage for the downstairs living area. Okay, so you basically transform part of your home. You added value to it somehow by adding a kitchenette for these people. And then mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming your house already had this, it was kind of already set up with a second entrance. So kind of- or, Correct. 
So, no, there was no second. There was no second entrance. We had to add. We had to add a door and some steps, so it goes like right up there. Yeah, we had to add. Right. add that. And those people thinking to themselves right now, like, well, how am I going to do that to my house and do that? Well, I mean, there are definitely ways that you can do that. You know, especially if you Absolutely. have home, you can pull equity line of credit. You can partner with people. There's multiple ways to do something like that. So you added mm-hmm. basically a one like a loft to your house so you rented mm-hmm. that out so i'm assuming a, a long-term 10 to 12 months or maybe airbnb mm-hmm. or whatever however that works yes that's correct and then life is like it's 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 been it was it took some initial adjustment because obviously you you know that someone else is staying there so occasionally you can hear the person um but again it's it's all about that sacrifice that we mentioned and knowing that knowing my bigger plan for this all and so I had to, I had to adjust my daughter because she was like, wait, why is this happening? But I'm like, hey, do, do you like going out to eat all the time and traveling and living life? Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is the part you don't like. Yes. <laughs> so you, so basically what I'm hearing is you took that rent money. I'm assuming you paid part or all of your mortgage with that. And mm-hmm. then you're saying you just started, you just started a bank account basically. And then how long did it take for you to save enough to actually maybe move this person out or go to the next step? They're still there. It hasn't happened yet. And so since I'm in real estate, you know, and I'm just now approaching my two years of this, of, 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 of the, this process, whatever it's in regards to taxes. So I won't be able to purchase until this time next year. And so I've just created this nest egg of, all right, here's what I think my monthly expenses will be. Um, Most people say six to eight months. My goal was 12 months. I was able to save more than that. And I'm like, all right, let's go to the next next egg. And so again, it's all about that sacrifice. Something else that I sacrifice is once I knew I was going to get into real estate, you just hear all this, like all these expenses that come along with it. So when I before right before I started school, I got rid of everything that was unnecessary in it, unnecessary expense. I don't care if it's a membership. I don't care if it's five dollars. That five dollars can go somewhere else. That BMW that I was driving that was a hundred dollars for a freaking light a headlight. You ha- you gotta go. You gotta go. And so I got rid of all of that. And wow. again, for the outside looking in, they're like, wow. um, "Did she lose it all? Is she going broke? Is she this?" But I knew my plan. I don't need for anyone else to know my plan as long as I know my plan. I don't know. I don't owe anyone else an explanation. So well, I've yeah. gone through a long period of sacrifice to get ahead. Yeah, I mean, and you had a plan, which is wonderful. But you know, a lot of people have plans, but they don't have the discipline to stick to the plan and go through the uncomfortable part of it. Like Absolutely. you probably weren't going out to eat. You were. You got rid of your BMW. You've got rid of a lot of the stuff. So you kind of slimmed yourself down to the very minimum to take care of you and your family. And you're like, cool, I'm going to bank the rest because in a few years, I'm going to be able to do this. So what's the next for you after, you know, maybe five years down the road or a year and a half down the road, once you're able to buy some property, what is your plan with that? So my plan, um, I have two plans. So I definitely want to buy another house, do the same exact thing. Um, I would love to also buy my daughter her first property and allow it to be a, an investment property and give that to her as a gift. Um, and so just also another plan that I have is just to be that visual representation for for my daughter, for my family, for people to come from like low income homes. That I, I think it's, it's just so important to have that visual to know that it's, that it's yeah. attainable, you know, and so. Just to be able to do all this within the eyes, you know, most people's like, oh, here's a sneak peek, or they just show us a picture of the finished product. Like, I want to take people on this journey and just just be real transparent, be real organic, be authentic, 
And because I'm not a pretentious person at all. My story is my story. I'm not shying away from it. So just like, you know, they're disabled. So definitely want to do the house hacking again. Probably do it a few more times, honestly. Um, And like I said, buy my daughter her first investment property as well. I mean, that's amazing right there just to be able to buy your child their first (laughs) investment property because you're going to manage them by the time they're old enough to know what to do with it. They could take that legacy and, you know, make it grow for sure. So for audience, I mean, is there any way that anybody out here could add value to you? Anything that you're looking for? Any partnerships you're looking for? Any type of people? What could what could our network do to help you get to the next step? That's amazing. Um, within real estate, I feel that it's a lot. It's definitely a lot of learning. Um, I mean, it's everyday learning. We can both agree. Every transaction is different. People are different. Um, my big my biggest struggle right now has been. Um, just creating that that ideal day, honestly. Um, and so I'm still kind of working on that. Um, and so that's really the biggest area of opportunity for me, just figuring out my ideal day. Um, in addition to that, I don't know anyone who just wants to meet and just offer knowledge. Again, like that's it. Like I, I'm, I, I don't consider myself a professional or expert but I consider myself an expert student and I want to do great at it. (laughs) Expert students are the ones that truly know what they're doing more than anything else. I mean, those are your, because they're true to what they're doing and Mm -hmm. people want to work with them because they have built themselves up and they're like, Hey, this is how we did it. And this is how we're going to do it. Yes. So yeah. If anybody out there wants to, you know, reach out to her, um, how can we find you? Well, on Instagram, I'm Echelon Residence. So it's E-C-H-E-L-O-N Residence, R-E-S-I-D-E-N-C-E. Um, so that's Instagram. It's on Facebook. I'm Queen Daughtery, which my name is tagged there. Either way, you can find me. Um, yeah, I'm available. I'm out here in these Nashville streets. That's awesome. Well, uh, thanks again. I mean, this was, you're going to reach and you're going to talk to a lot of people with this. So um, I can't wait for people to to talk to you and hopefully reach out to you and be like, you know, how could I do the next? I'm sure you wouldn't mind talking to those people as well. Um, oh, absolutely. So yeah. Um, thanks again for being on our podcast, the average people doing extraordinary things. You're definitely doing some absolutely extraordinary things and I love watching you grow. Obviously you know how to reach out to me anytime, but um, I'm going to end this and just say thank you again. And um, I look forward to doing this again and talking to you soon. And thank you so much, Gray. I really appreciate it.